Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, say hello to the folks. <coughs> hello. Sorry, I'm a little, a little raspy here from the evening. That was a heck of a cough. Well... Based on this lineup you've been giving me lately, I, I've been having to clear my throat a lot to, to feel like I, I have a palate again. Like, l- let me clear my throat? Like, there's <coughs> more like, Jesus, that was awful. <laughs> we have been putting Zeke's palate to the test. I will let you guys know what we're doing tonight. It's not often that Zeke and I get to get together alone. This is going to be, for the next few weeks, we're going to have guests in here. We've had guests for the, the few weeks prior. We do have, we had Bernie Lubbers last week. We had the Firewater Review the week before. It's been crazy. We're going to have Denver and Liley and Scotch Trooper in studio next week. And then we will also have a bunch of people who gave some money to St. Jude's to hang out with us. I don't know why, but they're going to be in the week after. So we have a lot going on. And then, Zeke, you're going to have a baby sometime shortly after that. I mean, you personally are not going to have the baby. Your your better half is. But you're you're going to be a dad for the second time. Well, that's quite interesting that we've got the St. Jude tasting coming up. I, I think I missed that one somewhere in our uh, our texting. But You miss a lot in our texting. That, that's par for our course on both sides. Um I think I get more upset with John at times than I do uh, other people for, huh? What'd you say? What was that? It's in the messages. Scroll back and read it. He gets mad at me, but he'll get mad at me for something that was texted like an hour before and I'm running around like crazy and I didn't read it. I'm just catching up. But the funny thing is, is as mad as he gets to me, somebody sent me a bottle tonight. And they sent it through Zeke and they said, make sure John gets this bottle. P.S. Does he always get everything that's sent to you? And Zeke goes, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I withhold on purpose. Sometimes I withhold because I I forget. I mean, 98% it's a forget. There's (laughs) a one or two where I'm like, I'm sitting on this one for old Zeke. So what have you got that I (laughs) never got to get? I don't know. You can just tell me now. I mean, this is like... I mean, I finally gave you a sample of Stag. You did. Finally. And you were like, what is this? I'm like, the sample you thought I drank. And you're like... Oh. <laughs> I know. I think I owe Ryan Lay a sample for that one. Oh, I thought you. I thought he owed you one, but either way. I mean, if I'm going to hold anything good, I promise I'm not going to tell you about it. <laughs> well, you can tell... I'm telling you right now. Always forgiven if you tell me right now. <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Then it probably wasn't that good, right? Mm, meh. Meh? Meh. I share everything with you. <laughs> I kind of feel... You share everything with me through pictures. This awesome bottle I got. No, I share ev- everything I get, I bring for you. <laughs> we, we have a sample... That we're going, so what we're doing, and this is the start of a lot of things that Zeke and I are going to be doing together. 
while we're preparing for Zeke's second baby is everything you guys have sent us. We don't want you to think that you send it to us and we don't do anything with it. We're holding, we've, we've been holding on to it for this time because we knew it was coming. So we are doing a series of, if you send it, we drink it. And that's kind of, you know, listener blinds, whatever you guys send in, we are going to have. I feel awful, and admittedly, this one is my fault. Somebody sent us something. They were very nice. They sent us three samples. Two were in small bottles. One was in a big bottle. I turned it over so that I wouldn't see what it was, so that we could both blind each other. But they sent us these bottles. I don't know who it was. Somebody threw away the box. Somebody did throw away the box. So once we go through this and once we say what they were, we would appreciate, reach out to me. I'm sorry. I want to make sure you get credit. I want to make sure you get a big thank you. We are very, very thankful. This does not happen often. I want to let you know it was a very stressful summer for me. I normally am the one that Zeke looks to to keep things organized and I dropped the ball on this one. So I'm going to follow my sword. This was my fault. I'm man enough to accept responsibility and I will do better next time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Before we get into that, we did go out to Instagram tonight and we asked, since it is just Zeke and I, we like to answer your questions when we get some time alone. I went out to Instagram. I said, what questions do you have? So let's go through some of these, and then we will go to tasting. We have a few different things we to taste tonight. Uh, Two Bitch Bourbon sent us a bottle of their new Eureka Gold, their latest release. We're going to review that. We are going to do that blind that whoever it was, I'm really sorry. And then I have a little special surprise for Zeke at the end that is sitting on the table that I can't wait to blind him with and see what he thinks. So, first one here on Instagram, Natural State of Wine asks, what is the best non-Kentucky and non-MGP bourbon and rye you've tried? Hmm. I'll let you handle the, is it a bourbon outside of those spaces thing? No, it is. It's a bourbon. I mean, as long as it's 51% corn in a new charred oak barrel, not you know, not put in the barrel over 125 proof, all that other stuff. Yes, it's a bourbon. So there are bourbons outside of, I mean, Tennessee, a lot of Tennessee whiskey could qualify as a bourbon. You think about Heath Clark, that even has been, you know, they market themselves as Tennessee bourbon. Hmm. I don't know, at least rye-wise, I really like that 291 that I picked up out of Colorado. I mean, I thought that was a really good young rye. That 291 is good. I, I think our whistle pig pick that was... Well, I still... Well, I guess it's Canada, so it's not MGP. Yeah, sorry. It's Canada mixed with Vermont. Um, That was a really good... I think it's easier to pick rise that are outside of... You should tell me this question not put us on the spot here. No, because I mean, <laughs> I, I can edit. That's the fun thing about this. Yeah, whistle pig. I totally didn't think about that. Um, 
Everything I'm thinking of, I think qualifies as a whiskey. Because, you know, I like, I mean, I like malts more than, um, that's what things, that's what pops in my head as far as outside of those two states and being a bourbon. So everything I'm thinking of, I think would be a whiskey because it's a malt. Like that infinite barrel thing that barrel did, I really liked. Strands, you know, I like. A few other single malt things I had out of, uh, upstate New York area and some small distilleries I really liked. Uh, that, the barrel strength Taconic. I think it was a beast. Yeah. That batch too. I mean, I think by now it's probably long gone and not anybody's shelf or anybody's mind, but by far one of the better drinkers I've had for a small craft, uh, even this year, I would say, honestly. You would think, and, <clears throat> and it's funny, those barrel-proof crafts. Um, so when you think about Heath Clark's story, you think about Taconic, those barrel proofs that they've put out have been absolutely spectacular. You get some random things here and there. Indiana puts out, and I'm not saying MGP, you know, but Indiana with Starlight and Cardinal Spirits and some of those other ones in Indiana are putting out good things. I mean, that's really like a, a 24 hour reflection question. Damn, John. Well, we'll think about it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Next one, Persuade Them asks, would you guys be up for more Texas whiskey samples? Sure. We're happy to try anything. Try anything once as long as my eyes don't cry cross and uh, I can still walk in the morning. ATL Whiskey asks, what's a highly sought out bottle that's in demand that you don't even pay MSRP for? So what would you not even pay MSRP that everybody goes crazy over? And I know this easy. What would you go with? Why, why am I on the spot for all these questions? Well, because I'm reading them. Well, I get that, but you've I'll already read them. You've got to have an answer somewhere. Thomas H. Handy. Uh, I'd, stuff like that's tough because... there's so <laughs> many other rides I would go for over that. You like the handy. I was the one that hated it. No, I was the one that put it last in the blind. I know, but you still drank the damn thing every time you came over. Well, I mean, I'm going to drink your BTAC <laughs> when it's there, but I mean, I liked, I would even go, you know, Pikesville, Pinhook, things like that. Um, not going to lie, it's good. It, it's good whiskey. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to get us on a whole tangent. Owlbatch 2. Love what Dixon Tedman's doing. Love what he's been able to do with the brand. I'm just not a buyer at $200. You know, it's controversial to say that. I'm not going on a tear on him for his pricing. And it's not his pricing. It's Constellation Brands pricing now. But I'm not bitter. I'm just, there are certain things that I think we have to sit here and say, not everything's for me. No, both Al's I, I wasn't a fan of and. When I or we've had them blinded, it, it didn't do well either. So I, I feel like that's been warranted. To your note, like on Handy or B-Tax, you know, there's just certain things that, you know, when you can get them at cost, even if you don't like them, then it, at least for us, we've got friends and that take care of us and do things for us. Something like that, I'll pick up and just, you know, cost and ship it. I'm not trying to reel in max profits, but, you know, it's just to pay it forward or, or repay a favor type thing. And I, I think something that popped in my head, especially after the, the fire water thing we did with um, 
you know, the winner lineup. OWA these days, if it's a, a non-store pick, I've had it offered a few times. Hey, you know, I've got one if you want it. It's like, no, it, it just, it doesn't, shelf stock doesn't do much for me. You've got customers that, that that's going to mean more to. It's just not going to resonate here. Uh, you know, I appreciate it, but, but pay it forward to somebody else or, or offer it to them. It's not my cup of tea or I'm not good. I'm not getting excited about it per se. Fair. Fair. I'm going to answer this one for both of us. I think it's pretty safe to say. ATL Whiskey also asks, what whiskey would you pay secondary prices for? I think Zeke for Willet. It's out of hand. It's out of hand? Way out of hand. You have paid secondary prices for Willet. I have. Select barrels. So what would you pay secondary prices for now? Oh, CGF. All day. Fair, fair. All day. I mean, you don't crush it. You don't drink it. But And I hope this doesn't uh, cause an adverse reaction somewhere. But the needle on that's the same place it's been for a while. But I wouldn't go over that. That needle where it is is, I think, where it should be. Yeah, it's good. But, I mean, you got to figure out supply and demand. Lots of people are drinking those. So you're saving one for me then after you make this statement, right? I don't know if I can go that far, John. But, uh, but no, CGF... At secondary, it's not cheap, but I mean, it, to me, it's fully worth it. Uh, very similar, honestly, to some of the the William Larue releases, some of the GTS releases. That they're not cheap, and I'm by no means trying to encourage anyone to spend a ton of money for a bottle. But you, you really do get what you pay for, and, and you know, some of those years, and, and something like a GT or a, a CGF, I feel like. I would say, for me, it comes down to George T. Stagg. If there was one I was going to drop secondary for, that and a good Four Roses pick. I think if you find a good Four Roses pick and they're not going up over the $200 range, but, you know, a good Four Roses pick might cost you up to 150 Yeah, right? and I'd even say to that note, not to try and sound Jekyll and Hyde, but um, as much as I would leave... OWA shelf stock for the next person, a good OWA pick at secondary. 110. When you got old rip 10s clocking in at probably 400 now, and we've both had more than one pick that, that just flat out <laughs> beat it up, um, for lack of better words. Um, I, I think that's not a bad play, but I would definitely own those picks um have tasted it somewhere else before or, or someone you, you definitely trust their palate on. We might be skipping over this question, but have you tried the Trader Joe's bourbon? Any review? I haven't. Um, I haven't either. I saw it listed in the states it was in. I didn't have any friends. Uh, obviously, we, we do try and, and work toward those things. I think we were the first people to put anything out on the, uh, the boxed whiskey. Yep. Um, We're not opposed to a $14 bourbon <clears throat> from Trader Joe's. We just haven't found it. Yeah. So if you live in that state, uh, shoot us a message. We'll, we'll, we'll compensate you for it. Uh, like I say, when the box whiskey came out, uh, as soon as my, my buddy in Denver saw it in the stores out there, you know, we had one within a week and, and put it up as quick as we could. Not necessarily because we were blown away by its taste, but, you know, you, you see subjective reviews and just opinions that are based on uh, lack of substance. So we try and back things up where we can. So, next question. Hakuna Matata? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Heaven's Door Whiskey? 
I haven't had any of those. Um, last time I was at Elixir, actually the past two times, it's been on our list of, of things to taste. Inevitably, Tarak and I end up in countless other things and it gets pushed to the back and okay, we'll try it next time. But uh, I haven't got any of them. Have you? No, they said they were going to send us some and they never did. I haven't had the opportunity to have it any other way, but we, we had reached out to them trying to get somebody on the show because they are local and just haven't heard anything back from them. So we, we haven't had that yet. Uh, last but not least, our friend Tony, glass of whiskey 86, wants to know why is ETL Zeke's favorite? <laughs> I think they can thank you for coining it my favorite based on a blind one time of some other Buffalo Trace products that were, uh, I won't say any of them were. Oh, Zeke really likes ETL, he said, it, it because was, it of was, the complexity. It was not the cream of the crop of the Buffalo Trace lineup. And based on what it was in there, I would say ranking it as the top of that lineup by no means. Uh, could that be extrapolated to say it was my favorite from Buffalo Trace? Zeke sounds very subdued right now, but I want you to know how excited he gets and how his eyes just lit up when when somebody says ETL. He just, he lights up. It's not even a good cost in shipping bottle. It sloshes worse than anything else. I mean, you, you really... The only thing I like them for is to put them in the bust. That was the only thing I like to get an ETL for. People be like, oh man, you put an ETL in the bus. Like, yeah, it cost me 35, 40 bucks and I'm not going to drink it. Zeke has to get more excited tonight. You're very subdued. I mean, we're going to need some Fireball or Jaeger or something, I think, at this point. After what you've drank? Yes. So let's get into <laughs> Two Pitch Bourbon first. <clears throat> they sent us their Eureka Gold Clocks in at $44.99. It's 92 proof, 46% ABV, straight out of Las Vegas, Nevada. It is Joe and Lauren. They're a married couple. They own the distillery. They were nice enough to send us a bottle. We, in full disclosure, will always let you know when we have bought something versus when something was sent to us. This is 92 proof, 46% ABV. Aged at least two years, Tubich Bourbon actually got its name after their two dogs, Scarlet and Sage, that are Doberman mixes. There's a fun fact for you for tonight. Well, I can tell by the label that's where it came from. Yeah. It shows the two dogs with their bodies and tails even intertwined. Almost looks kind of Siamese. Didn't know I knew that word, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I can tell by the look. You're like, man, old Zeke. Old Zeke coming <laughs> out with all the, uh, way to go, big dog. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so give me your tasting notes. Go through nose taste finish, and then I will let you know my nose taste finish on this one. <laughs> nose, it seemed very um, low proof, white dogish to me. Uh, then put down cheap white wine. I didn't necessarily get a you know grape profile or anything from it, but that's where I was with just some light smells, light astringency, color, etc. Palette, it seemed to be astringent over what fruit was there, then became dry. 
somewhat corny at times and maybe just a tad of a light orange rind. Interesting. So what I got on this one, I said the nose was fresh, young, not too much burn like a young whiskey might have. I got citrus and vanilla on there. It has that young taste, but it's not off-putting. Citrus fruit, not a lot of bite, not very tart. Uh, It was a thin and easy sipper, not bitter, slight burn towards the end of that taste not necessarily on the finish but you know as it enters your mouth it showed a lot of promise for me on the taste i would like to see what happens if they let it sit a little bit longer and maybe put it at a little bit higher proof than 92 i'd like to see when those younger whiskeys if you think about what we had with heath clark recently what we've had with some of the other ones like mb roland I'd really like to see them actually up the proof on it. The finish, it was, I wrote, no mint on the pillow, just a see you later, as Zeke likes to say. That that was kind of, it wasn't something that lasted. It was very thin, short. I I think it just, it was not off-putting to me. It's it's not, um, I think it's one of those ones that you can put in a good mixer in the summer. You know, go out and mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. <laughs> I thought this would be very well suited for anyone uh, around Halloween that loves candy corn. You got about three of those in your mouth and you drink this. It might be a fair blend. We all know how much Zeke loves corn. <laughs> I don't like candy corns, in case anyone's wondering. I, I think my sarcasm <laughs> let them know, too. I could see it matching up. I don't know. I try and be nice. Um it's young. It's got a ways to go. You know, like I said, I'd like to see what happens if they up the proof a little bit and keep it in the barrel a little bit longer. I I think it's definitely something as you're tasting it along. It's not something that I said, this is awful. It, it's, I think now it's a mixer. That, that's kind of 45 bucks is tough for a mixer though. Yeah. It's very tough to mix something at 45 bucks, but I definitely would love to see where they go. I think when we taste these, we kind of say, eh, they're on the right track, especially with these younger crafts. You got to say they're on the right track or they're off the rails. I would say they're on the right track more than not. I could agree with that. I mean, at least it's younger-ish all around, not like some of the younger stuff we've had or uh, may have even later that even in its infancy already has... Just an, an overwhelming amount of, of char from the barrel or some type of oak. It's just off-putting, which I can only imagine is just not going to get better as time goes on. No, I mean, it's light and refreshing opposed to something else, you know, the other notes it could be. And I'll tell you this, it was better than that Woodford malt you gave me a little bit earlier. I didn't give that to you. I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly said John is saying this is malt and I don't like it. That's like when somebody says, like, here, don't smell this. It, it smells really bad. And you're like, well, now I have to know. Zeke was talking about how much he didn't like so it. you were the guy that failed for the smell of my finger jokes. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. All right. So I, I think you're a pass on this one. I'd like to see it at 30 or so. I mean, we talk about it plenty and. 
to me, for any of the crafts, plenty of money goes into it. I'm not going to beat that dead horse, but if you're young, know you're young, and if you're just breaking even, go for it. To me, that's better than charging the price point to where a consumer's not going to buy it again because they feel like you gouged them. I don't think 45 opposed to 30 is gouging, but I'd, I'd buy this at 35. I think that's my threshold. I see the point, but how many people finagle on the boards over $5 for a $60 bottle? All day, every day. I know. I know. Nope. $5. $2. <laughs> Your nickel. Sorry, bud. I mean, it, it, it happens. It, it's laughable. But as you mentioned, uh, in lieu of a, a finish, I think that's what people would remember is what the bottle cost them at the end of the day. And a, a much more consumer-friendly price point would lead to uh, a less bitterness finish as far as pulling out your wallet again to buy another. So are you saying when somebody leaves a mint on your pillow, you're wondering how much it cost? I haven't had a mint in the pillow in a long time, John. <laughs> All right, let's go to this mystery sample. Again, if you sent us these, please let me know. I feel awful. I really do. I want to know who sent these to us so that I can give them proper credit. We had three bottles. Two were small. One was big. I will do the reveal at the end because right now I don't know what these were. Uh, I kept everything hidden. I just know Zeke and I got two bottle, two little bottles, one big bottle. The first one, I will say the nose was really nice. It was fresh grass vanilla. I got nice spice on the taste. It was almost a little bit peppery, but not too peppery. It was... It was a spicy, peppery spice. I got vanilla, not too heavy. It was nice and enjoyable. It, it had a little tingle to it with, with some smoothness. The finish, I said, smack your lips with a touch of heat, but not too much. So it, it lingered. You smacked your lips. You knew it was there, and it stayed with me for a little bit. What about you? Spicy spice. Was that the sixth Spice Girl? Yeah. A distant cousin yeah. to... Uh, Often heard of, never seen. Dis distant cousin to Baby Spice. <laughs> uh, Nose-wise, I, I agree. It, it was uh, very enjoyable. I put down warm, robust, just a fair amount of alcohol with floral behind it. My takeaway was um, some type of jam, strawberry, some other red fruit, um, just on warm buttered toast. Uh, like early in the morning it, it really hit that spot for me palette wise I put down it was uh, at first just a hit of somehow salt and oak it was somewhat bitter I kind of got somewhere in between anise and tobacco I couldn't replace it I guess it was somewhere maybe around if you've uh, ever been stuck with a young cigar you got like half of it smoked and uh, the kid wakes up and you come back an hour or two or a day or three later and try and relight it. Just that younger tobacco, but a, a relit char flavor, if that makes sense to anyone. And then kind of back to that bitter side, it, it circled back around. And <clears throat> I wrote down bad dark chocolate. I don't really know what that would be, but it was just that, that type of, of bitterness that you would get in a, a really dark chocolate, but without any of the semi-sweetness or the, the other things people gravitate to there. Not Ghirardelli. 
<laughs> it's not the best of San Francisco. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Give me your number two. Number two knows uh, I put down staunch corn, some cinnamon, a light warmth, and then even some licorice, I think. It kind of moved around. Palette-wise, I literally just have, I don't know, burnt something. Um, <laughs> this person is not going to tell us that they sent us these samples now. Well, I don't know. Um, after a couple of tastes and, and staring at John, the light bulb went off. And and to me, I, I think this would very simply be, if you've ever made um, popcorn at home the old school way, not in the bag, but in the pot, uh, imagine doing like fresh homemade popcorn, but the pot had something just like charred in it and they didn't clean it out very well. I think this would be uh, what people were left with and what you would taste uh, somewhere between just that char coming off the pot and then the young uh, corn uh, kernels, etc. What'd you get on the finish? Yeah, John, I don't have finish for any of these. All right. <laughs> I, I said the the one thing that stuck out for me on number two was just that it was dark in complexion. Uh, the the nose for me it was rich molasses corn. It was just that lots of dark notes. I know that's not a tasting note and that's not a, a nose note, but just dark notes. The dark molasses. Baltimore. Yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, something. The taste for me was young. It was almost too much overcompensation for the youth with the molasses oaky flavor. I wish the molasses was a little bit sweeter and I wrote overcooked. And then the finish for me was oak and bitter. Two was not uh, my jam. So number three, I said the nose was a fruity grape gum. The taste was grape vanilla fruit coating the mouth. Finish was medium, good mouth coat, linger short, but nothing memorable to keep you thinking about it like a sixth grade relationship. Yeah, sixth grade was a tough year. Well, yeah, it, it's not, you're not going to remember, it's not a lasting relationship in the sixth grade. You might have held hands or something. I was, I was honestly going to ask, so is that more of a hand holding or more like a footsie under the lunch table kind of thing? More of a handhold. No footsies? No, no footsies. Uh, I guess they are kind of big. <laughs> you know what they say about big feet? Yeah, you trip a lot. Big socks. <laughs> uh, um, three for me. Put on the nose was light pears. And <clears throat> I think this kind of stuck out to me simply because there's been a lot of these left in the house lately, but these um, flavored tonic alcohol beverages i guess that's the new thing now but for whatever reason they keep getting left here from these bachelorette parties um but that's what it seemed like to me um and the, the palate kind of mimicked it as well it was thin um just bitter and dry at times then just you know hints of slight fruit flavor off and on uh, but the astringency really trumped any of those flashes that were there and other than, uh, you know, being carbonated, I really thought it kind of mimicked, uh, you know, some of these products that we've had left here. I can't remember any of the names from them, but. Do the kids drink Four loco anymore? 
I think they took it off the market. Really? Or if, if it's available, it's not what you know you could get back in the day. That I mean, I used to. You ever shotgun a four loco? I have. It's it, that'll take you places, man. <laughs> I did it early in the day before a wedding. I don't remember the wedding. There are things that we did in our college days that, disclaimer, we do not recommend doing at any point in your life. Oh, I was out of college. Okay. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Pan, bud. Peter Pan. (laughs) Bangarang. Exactly. Give me your rankings out of these. One, two, or three. Man. What do you like first, second, or third? It's like it's been the... The last of two kids at kickball. Which feeling do you not want to hurt the worst? <laughs> One had a, a really nice nose. The pattern was kind of, the palette was kind of messy, but you know me, I'm a noser, so I'll give it a few style points there. And I think I put three over two. I mean, the burnt was just staunch. Three, like I say, it tastes like one of those malted things that get left in the fridge without the fizz, but, um, or not malt, but tonic, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the appropriate word is. It's after our time. These things weren't around in our day, John. It was just Zima or bust. No Smirnoff ice for you? I mean, the ice thing was fun. That was more college, though. (laughs) And like it was just purely for fun. I got to say, one of my best friends. I was in his wedding, and the other groomsman iced him at the wedding reception. Yeah. Which I think is, like, a tough time to get iced, especially around, like, all of your in-laws. Eh. You know? Inversely, they know how you roll. <laughs> True. Good which, point. Which, actually, this conversation, I sent a blind box in the CNS group, and one of the things I put in there was some kind of CNS or a Smirnoff... Um, Peach fizz something, and like on that package, I like on the wrapping. But make sure to open me first. Like you know, that would be a pretty funny joke. I haven't seen a single comment from it yet. Like I don't know if the box got lost. I got to pick some ass, but I, I know probably a little bit of both. I hadn't thought about that. But I mean, I really haven't seen anything about that. Sheesh. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm probably gonna go one three two on this one. I think one was the best out of the bunch and then I I liked the fruitiness and the grapiness of three two I just was not a fan of at all so should we figure out what these are I mean I'll let you read the purple notes we do have purple so well, I wonder if they even smell if like, like the, um, the perfumes in a paper like in a Legally Blonde what was your name in that I'm trying to remember Reese Witherspoon I can't place Bell? it. I think it was Bell. Maybe it was something like that. Oh, something. I, I can't the, remember. I remember it was the Bend and Tuck. L. It was L. L. Yeah. It wasn't Bell. It was L. Woods. There you go, John. You might have thought I stuck, got stuck seeing this movie more than anybody. I have a brain for pop culture. I can't help it. Oh, I got stuck watching it like 100 plus times. How many women were you trying to impress? Oh, the same one as your favorite. <laughs> all right sample one do you want to do sample one first or last because we both put it as number one uh, let's just let's just say what each of them were sample one will it family estate 
11 year, 118.6 proof barrel, 6430. Sample two, JK's Bourbon Select, 129.6 proof, three years, one month old. Mystery sample number three was 80 to 85 proof. It was seven-ish years old. And the reason being, it was a blend of Weber Special Reserve and Wathen Single Barrel finished in a mini barrel for two weeks with Portuguese port. I didn't get, and maybe that's where the grape came in for me. Maybe that's where I was getting a lot of the wine Mm-hmm. And the grapes there, because all I got was just grape gum everywhere on that one. Well, I got a lot of astringency, too. Yeah. So I could see that um, from the wine at two weeks. I mean, prelude, we do have a, our own small barrels that we need to put something in sooner or later. The summer has not been very kind for either one of us with the free time, but I promise it's coming. But I could see that. Very interesting on the, the Willet. Some of those sixes can be a little messy, but man, a lot of them do have a really good nose. Had a great nose. Yeah, that was something I almost liked the nose on that one better than the taste. Oh, I did for sure. That's literally the reason I kicked it up that high. Whoever this was, thank you very much for sending it. We, We always appreciate things like this because even if we like it or if we don't like the bourbons that are in there we don't want you guys to get offended it's just really fun for us to try new things and not really know what's going on when we try them too the best way to know what you like and to hone your palate is to taste things blind that's something we're firm believers in and we just really appreciate the exercise so uh, we're not you know, if you feel so inclined to do anything for us, sending blind samples is always fun. And we will make sure that I will write down who you are. So we give you a shout out on the show. So sorry to whoever this was. I have to make it right for you. So if you did send this, we will send something your way. And another thing I will say is if you do send us something, we do send things back. And especially if you send it, To me, instead of John, I can even cherry pick it and taste it ahead of time and know what to give him. (laughs) Please send it to me first (laughs) so that I keep things organized. No, honestly, these were blind. Uh, This was very fun. And they always are. But, you know, it's fun in retrospect, especially like that blend. I mean, that really gets the head spinning. No, that was awesome. And, And the fact that he made that on his own. I mean, that was pretty good to me. Uh, once you put it in context and you realize it's his own stuff, I mean. Yeah, I mean, taking the time and having fun with whiskey, like the, that's an area we've talked about plenty. And I'm not going to say kids hinder us, but if it was just uh, either one of us on our own, I think we would have a few hours each day. And Lord knows how many blends or finishes or other random things just sitting around the house in Boston rounds labeled as. Sample 332A, 332B. We'd, we'd be hawking stuff by now. <laughs> I mean, Zeke, we'd have our own stuff right now. We'd have our own. It would be like Zeke's blend. Zeke's special sauce. Yeah, we'd call it Robin Hood and Little John. I'd be Robin Hood and you'd be Little John. That works. <laughs> We're Robin from... Oh, the, am I supposed to taste this? No, that's that's my Blanton's gold. Oh, we don't... We I have something for you. So... 
It's a great segue. I have something for you here. I want you to have it. I have one for me too. We both have the same thing. We are drinking. In the spirit of blinding us all tonight, I have a blind for you. It's not blind for me, but I will drink it with you. Okay. Oh, wow. It's something we've been talking about for a while. I want to make sure we get your live reaction. So make sure you're close to the microphone and you. <laughs> Sorry, you just took a. So I will tell you right now, Zeke is sniffing this. He is getting a good nose. <coughs> He's making a face like he has to go to the bathroom. <coughs> I feel like I just took a shot off a doobie. Not saying he's ever done that. I was in states where it was legal. I don't even know. Get closer to the microphone if you're going to give reaction. It's like somebody took Mad Dog 2020 and smoked a cigarette and breathed in the glass. I mean, wine or something? I mean, I don't know. It's really. Mm. You didn't pee in a cup, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I feel like you ate a bunch of botanicals and then caught your pee in a cup and dumped it back out. John's gin. <laughs> Gold colored for a reason. <laughs> it's bathtub gin. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've been talking about this. Go ahead and sip it. He, he looks perplexed now. He's thinking. He's coughing. He's closed his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. He's deep in thought. He is swishing the whiskey in his mouth. And he is deep in thought. He he just kind of gagged a little bit. It's not proof hot, but it's not. Oh, it's that nickel. Oh, bastard. <laughs> came to me. <laughs> we have been talking about it. Hey, I talked myself into that pretty good. Yeah, you, you got there. Whew. You got there. It is the Dickled Tabasco finish. And I think all I have to say is that... I'm just sitting here like, this is not proof hot. It's, not, it's more than pepper hot. Like, why is this burning <laughs> so... Oh, John... Mm. <laughs> yeah. do you, all I have to say is I think the Tabasco hides the corn taste of the dickle. It does. I mean, it, it's sweet until that Tabasco kicks in. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I mean, mean, I guess in theory, and you, you cook much, much more than I do, but maybe somewhere in this is some kind of a, a, a ramelade for eggs. Maybe. I mean, I... I I mean, as my dad said, <laughs> boy, I don't know what eggs taste like without Tabasco. I'd just be afraid if it, you cooked off alcohol, the heat state, so you more concentrate. I don't know. I mean, I like Tabasco. I really do. I wonder, too, this kind of makes me think, like, if somebody finished a bourbon or a whiskey in, like, sweet barbecue sauce or sweet and smoky barbecue sauce... Or is that too close to peg leg 12? 
I mean, I'm just wondering if this is the same stuff, maybe a little more diluted and something darker added, but those chili seasoning packets you get from Wendy's, these are pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) They just put in a full-fledged bottle and made it a little thinner. I just really enjoyed watching your face as you were going through and tasting that. I'm just glad I figured one out for once. (laughs) I am very, very proud of you. How did you take a sip of it? You're glutton for punishment? I'm trying to pinpoint notes. And it's just, you don't get a burn on the back. It's a heat. No, it moves to your lips. It's like Tabasco. It moves forward. Yeah. I think it's novel when you get a whiskey that has the burn move forward, but not in that artificial... hot sauce kind of way you know and could just be the uh, asshole in me for lack of better words but imagine you know you're out with a group of people and there's been lots of uh, you know fireball shots passed around throughout the evening everybody's you know a half to three quarter crocked you order a round of these and just tell everybody yeah I got more shots (laughs) 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 oh man because, you know, it'd just be thrown back. And then, what did you buy? <laughs> I mean, that could be worse than cheap tequila late night. True. Because somebody's expecting, you know, Fireball or something sweet. That is not it. Sorry for the tangent on the Fireballs, but obviously John and I both probably spent a fair share of nights uh, where a fair share amount got consumed. Ignite the night. Exactly. All right, well, Zeke, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a good sport. I think we're both going to pass on the Dickel Tabasco, though. I mean, maybe some lucky person in my life will get it as a blind Christmas present. And I use lucky very loosely. I heard you're going to send one to our friend Ryan. (laughs) He's in Europe. He's got enough burns going on. Anyways, on that note. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Follow us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Follow us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Please follow our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, Spotify, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast provider. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. Please stay tuned. Next week, we are going to have Denver from Denver and Wiley, the glasses, along with Brett, the Scotch Trooper himself, both live in studio. We're really looking forward to that. The weekend after, we will make sure, or the week after, we will be having some folks in here that won a charity auction to hang out with us because they don't know any better, but that was going to benefit St. Jude, so we're really, really excited about that. Please stay tuned. Sprinkled in over the course of the next month, we will have other blinds that you all have sent us while Zeke is out uh, taking care of baby number two. I will be having some other people come in at some point, but we want to make sure you still remember Zeke while he is gone. We'll check in with him. We'll try to do five good minutes with Zeke here and there, and then stay tuned because We're also thinking of some other interesting ways to make sure that we are reaching out to you while Zeke is out, right? While you're out on paternity leave, we are going to think of some alternate methods of Zeke and I interacting 
also interacting with all of you. So I want you all to think about that. Get ready for it. Zeke, where else can the people find us in the meantime? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Especially if it ever cools off, any will, will be more visible and noticeable other than just two glistening uh, human beings. Again, uh, thanks so much, Aussie, for the samples. Uh, these are always fun, especially blinded. Sorry that uh, John lost whomever sent these in. And uh, to, to the folks that have really done up some uh, superb care packages to where the uh, the vials are just labeled. Uh, the, there's a you know a sealed envelope note, et cetera, where there's no room for error of us uh, mistakenly seeing what the samples may be. That just really makes it easy and fun on us to, to blind each other without having to worry about much. And then just, uh, you know, pulling out the envelope at the end and, and seeing what, what we really had. Cheers. Ciao.